0: Hey folks, on this episode of the Application Security Podcast, Robert and I talk about our favorite recommendations for application security. They could be books, they could be conferences, they could be websites. We throw all our best recommendations for resources at you, so we hope you enjoy. The Application Security Podcast. Here we go. (laughs) I'm <laughs> sorry. Hey folks, welcome to the Application Security Podcast. This is season three, episode eight. And on today's podcast, Robert and I are joined by nobody. It's just us today, and we're going to talk about our favorite application security recommendations. So Robert, probably like me, you probably get asked for recommendations all the time, right?
1: Yeah, occasionally I do. Um, somebody wants to know, you know, what's, what's a good um, account to follow? What's, what's a good, resource out there. So, yeah, it comes in occasionally.
0: Yeah, so we thought what we'd do today is uh, we each made a list of some of our top recommendations and we're just going to go back and forth down this list and explain each of these items and if the other person hasn't heard about it, maybe we'll argue about it a little bit, who knows. But um, with that, I'd say, Robert, let's dive in. So, what is your first uh, first item on your recommendation list for folks?
1: Well, you know, I'm coming from a uh, development background and architecture, and so on. So, in terms of what I like to recommend for people if they're if they're wanting to get into application security in particular, is that uh, first of all they um, you know look at some some good books out there or good resources out there on either application development and architecture as well as application security. And so, um, in terms of Um, books or um, resources that I uh, still like to follow. uh, For example, is uh, maybe Martin Fowler. Uh, He wrote quite a few books on um, architecture in general. Just getting a good foundation in architecture uh, is one I still recommend. Um, and anything that's related to the Martin Fowler series is uh, really good to get a, a good foundation. So, on architecture so that's,
0: that's not a security. So these aren't security-specific books, though. These are foundational books on how to do design and how to do architecture from a software perspective in general?
1: Exactly, exactly. Now, that's if somebody is looking to that slant. So they may be coming from a development background or architecture background. And so, I recommend that as at least something to uh, ground them to get a good foundation uh, to start with.
0: I have never seen that book series, so I'm going to go take a look at it as well. Here, maybe I need to learn a little bit about
1: architecture. Uh, you know, again, if you're if you're if you're a developer and you want to continue to uh, to develop and continue to think about architecture, security architecture in particular, uh, I, I think it's a good foundation.
0: Okay, so my first recommendation, number one on my list, is also a book. And this is a book called Agile Application Security, Enabling Security in a Continuous Delivery Pipeline. So this book is by Laura Bell, Michael Brunton, and Spall. Rich Smith, Jim Bird's kind of a team effort to put this book together and Laura Bell's going to be on the podcast here in a few months. And this is a relatively new book. It just came out. Um, I believe it came out later in 2017. Um, it is spectacular in describing how do you take agile and people that are writing software in an agile perspective and how do you how do you connect application security both from an agile perspective and it even kind of kind of brushes up against the edge of DevOps as well, because there's a lot of crossover there, but really good stuff. They talk about um, all kinds of things like security testing and secure coding and, and how do all these things fit in nicely into the whole idea of Agile Sprint. So that is, that's my number one go-to, Robert.
1: Excellent. I do like that book as well. I, I remember seeing um, Laura and others who were working on that and was so eager uh, to get a copy when it came out. Uh, it kind of reminds me of another uh, couple of books that I, I like to recommend uh, as well. Of course, uh, if you go back to my origin story way, way back when in the early days of our podcast, I mentioned that the first book I ever read was um, that got me into application security in general was Building Security In by Gary McGraw. Yep. Uh, I still like that book. I, I still recommend it. Uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's a great uh, starter place. Uh, but, you know, there's some things that have been more uh, current, more recent. One I also like to recommend is another book called Core Software Security, Security at the Source, and uh, James Ransom, uh, Enmul Mursa, Mer- 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 I think I said yep. it right. Misra, yeah. Um, Misra, thank you. Uh, excellent book. Um, like the one by uh, Bell and others, um, it, it also covers a lot of areas about uh, application security and building it into the... Software Development Lifecycle. I know there's also a great chapter in there on Agile and Application Security by Brooke Schoenfeld, who we've had on the program as well. But uh, anyway, in general, I, I really like this book and I recommended this even recently. I was uh, at a conference recently and mentioned this book to someone to take a look at as well.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely i had forgotten about that book. It kind of reminded me of it. Um, so I used to work with Jim Ransom back many, many years ago at a company called Exodus. So um, I actually saw him at an event a couple years ago right when that book was coming out and they were actually talking about it. So yeah, great uh, recommendation there on that uh, the Jim Ransom and, and uh, uh, Mr. Misrael's uh, book there. So number two on my list, I'm gonna switch gears and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about a book now. I'm gonna talk about a website. And this website is called Iron Geek, and it belongs to a gentleman by the name of Adrian Crenshaw. And what Adrian does is he travels around the United States and he goes to various B-sides conferences and he goes to a lot of the more open security conferences and he records all the different sessions there. Sometimes they record multi-track, so there's two recordings happening at the same time. And and then he posts all those talks on YouTube. And so I love this website because I hear from people all the time. They say, hey, I want to go to a application security conference. I want to go to some type of security conference. We don't have budget. Nobody will send me. They won't pay for travel. What Adrian's website here, this Iron Geek website, brings a lot of the big security conferences directly to you. And it's all free. He posts this all on YouTube. He does this all out of uh, all out of his desire to improve the community, so he doesn't charge anything for it. So it's a great resource to be able to listen and hear a lot of the talks that are happening at conferences without actually doing any of the travel in, in, involved as well. So, so that's my number two,
1: Robert. Okay, great. I, I like that as well. I like that uh, source I've used it. I'll go a little further than that, though, just YouTube in general. Uh, YouTube has a lot of security content, um, some from the Iron Geek site, but also even beyond that, uh, some of the conferences do their own recordings.
0: Yeah, like OWASP. Uh, so OWASP, uh, great. I just you just made me think of the OWASP um, AppSec USA postings on the OWASP channel on uh, YouTube.
1: Right, right. So I could go to several of those. I've subscribed to several of those in the individual. I let go Wasp and so forth so that I can get uh, those that may not be covered by Iron Geek because, unfortunately, it doesn't get to every one of those conferences. And like I said, some of them uh, record their own, manage their own, and push them out there on YouTube. So that's another one of my uh, go-to is just see what's the latest on on YouTube for some of these conferences as well.
0: Yeah. So that was your number three? That's it. All right. I'll give you my number three. I'm going to go back to the library. Well, I don't think anybody actually goes to libraries anymore, but – they kind of fit with the whole book theme. Uh, this book is called The DevOps Handbook, How to Create World-Class Agility, Reliability, and Security in Technology Organizations. It's by a couple of heavyweights in the world of DevOps. Gene Kim, Jez Humble, Patrick Dubois, John Willis. Um, if you're a security professional and or you're a developer who's new to security and you somehow at this stage don't have a good grasp of DevOps, this is a real nice book to take you through. What is DevOps? It's not really a security book per se. They do spend a chapter talking about security and DevOps and how, they, how those two things kind of fit together. But it's really more of a book about how do you do DevOps as a development organization. And so I think that's something that uh, everybody's got to get an appreciation for here. So I, I really like this book and, and I recommend it. Uh, what do you got for number four?
1: Well, since my focus is on threat modeling, there are only a few books out there on threat modeling. Uh, of course, we've had all of them essentially on the show. Uh, Adam Shostak has a book on threat modeling. Uh, Brooke Schoenfield, as I mentioned a moment ago, he also has a book on threat modeling. Uh, we also have um, we don't ha- we've never had Marco Moreno, but uh, Tony UV, uh, the two of them wrote a book on threat modeling as well. Risk risk modeling. And so, uh, you know, those are the books I, I continue to advise uh, and recommend for if you're wanting to get into threat modeling, there's not very much out there, but those are the ones you start with uh, and, and take a look at.
0: Yeah. And that's uh, so Threat Modeling, Designing for Security by Mr. Adam Shostak, a previous podcast guest. That was on my list as well. Um, it was coming up here pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with those. I, I, I like uh what all of those guys have to say about threat modeling and and the nice thing is they don't all recommend threat modeling the same way all no. three of those those individuals come at threat modeling from a slightly different perspective so it's good to to look at all those resources and try and figure out kind of which which methodology really fits in with your organization and kind of the way you think but just know there are some options out there correct so my number 4 is a website and it's going to be kind of a crazy, this is kind of a crazy pick, you know, when you get to the number four spot in any type of a draft or anything, you can take kind of a crazy pick and and uh, take a little bit of a chance with a recommendation here. But of all places, one of my favorite websites for security news is a site called The Register. And so it's The Register, it's actually a UK, United Kingdom uh, news publication, but I just love the fact that they – I guess I just like British humor, and they really have – they take security news, and they provide some real cheeky humor to it as well in their headlines and things, and they report the news as well. So for me, it's a good source to get news about vulnerabilities that have hit, big stories in the security world. But I know I'm going to get it with a little bit of humor kind of mixed into it. And, and it makes me smile sometimes early in the morning. So um, I recommend The Register, which is a, a website in the UK that provides security news. Uh, what are you thinking for number five?
1: Well, we've talked about websites. Um, I guess mine is uh, partly because I, I know him personally and I've worked with him. But, but also just uh, I like his uh, detailed write-ups. And that's probably Troy Hunt. Um, I, I really do enjoy some of the things he's written and some, like I said, some of those deep dives. And, and so I like to see what he's doing and kind of keep up with that a little bit. Okay. So his,
0: his blog, you're talking about his blog
1: specifically, his, his blog. Uh, he also has a Twitter account, of course, but a lot of those uh, Twitter posts point to his blog. So okay. yeah, essentially his blog.
0: Okay. Yeah, and he's the Troy Hunts, the guy behind haveibenpwned.com, dot com, which is a a place where he captures and and stores many of the different password based data, data breaches, and provides a search the ability for you to search to see is your account or web or, or email address gonna show up in any of the major data breaches that happen. So that's a big thing he does for the community. And I guess I'll add that recommendation to know about that resource. I'll I'll pile that right on top of yours just in recommending Troy in general because that's a great site for security pros to understand because I've I've interacted with some folks who are non security people who are like, um what is this have I been P Y N E D site thing here that I that I'm supposed to look at. So uh, more than just security people even know about Troy and his work. Absolutely. So in my number 5 spot I've got a uh, a website that's kind of like a blog, but it's really more of a news source for all things technology. And um, disclaimer, cards on the table here. I do write some articles for this site. It's a site called Tech Beacon. But I do enjoy consuming a lot of the stuff that gets written there that I have nothing to do with because they they provide a, a nice breakdown of a number of cross-functional kind of areas. Um, they, they focus on application security in some degrees. They do some things on DevOps. They do some things on kind of general developer things they have posts about what are the most what are the best conferences for a developer to go to for a security person to go to so they have a lot of interesting kind of takes on um the world of technology and so i just enjoy i enjoy both being able to write for them and also being able to read a lot of the stuff that uh, other people are writing on that platform so that's my number five what's your uh, number six robert well
1: i i find that um You know, conferences, you mentioned a little bit about conferences there and finding the right ones to go to or the best ones to go to for developer security or application security. Um, I have a few that I can recommend or at least that I like uh, in particular. Um, I I definitely like, of course, the OWASP conferences, the AppSec USA, uh, the various locations that they have those each year. I I really enjoy that. Uh, My other go-to one is AppSec Cali in California in January. It's perfect in, in, Nice weather in, in the winter, in the middle of winter. Uh, it's great. And then also any of the B sides are, are pretty good. Uh, I like the local ones that are, you know, pretty, uh, pretty good to go to. And source conferences, I enjoy those. Um, those are pretty intimate as well in terms of, um, uh, being able to have great discussions, uh, in the sessions as well as outside the sessions. Uh, so those are some of my, uh, my go to. Of course, also security. Summer camp, I can't forget that. Um, I, it's not for everybody. Um, you know, Black Hat, for example, this year is having a new uh, SDL track, uh, which is a great addition. It's not always focused on uh, application security per se, but uh, I think they're starting to look at it a little bit more that they really need to think about it.
0: Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll provide a couple of conference recommendations on top of that. I uh, I second everything that uh that you shared here as far as good places to to check out. Um I'll second the recommendation for the Source conference. I'm actually on my way out to the the new kind of Source is doing a Southwest conference in uh Mesa, Arizona next week. I'll actually be on my way out there to speak and hang out and meet a lot of new people who are uh, who who might you might not meet in uh the kind of major conferences that are happening. Um, I'll also add another one that happens in Detroit, Michigan. And this is not just because I'm from Michigan and I like to go back there. It's also, it's, it's a conference called Converge, Robert. Actually, you and I, I think we met face to face. Maybe we, you know, did. we met the first time at an OWASP conference, but then we got a chance to connect. And I think we actually talked about this, creating this podcast while we were at Converge. I believe it was, right? Watching, uh, watching a session. But the nice thing, and, and I'll say this about Converge. I love this conference. They, Converge tailors to all of the different audiences that exist in the world of security, meaning they have kind of an information security focus, they have an application security focus, and a kind of a hacker track kind of focus. But then they're they're always thinking about how do we connect these groups together and get them to communicate. And so I'm a big fan of Converge. I'm bummed I'm going to have to miss it this year because I'm doing something else during that time. But, but I highly recommend visiting Detroit and uh, being a part of Converge. Just a great overall conference.
1: One other thing I might want to add about conferences sometimes i I hear you know why why go to a conference? Why care uh One of the things about some of these conferences, especially the local ones uh they're they're not as expensive. That's one great thing, but secondly it it gets you in touch with other people uh that are in the community and the community I think even though there are more and more people that are being added. Uh, there it's still relatively small. Um, so it's intimate. It's, uh, you, you can talk to almost anyone and, uh, most people are responsive. And, and so, uh, I I think it's just a great, great way to network with people and uh, find out what's going on. Um, so I, that's what I always recommend in terms of people saying, you know, why should I go to a conference? Well, here's a great way to, to meet people face to face Mm and, and,
0: uh, Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone, though. This is something I learned a number of years ago is that, you know, people, we people, we actually enjoy, you know, I enjoy meeting people at conferences. I enjoy when somebody comes up and says, hey, I, I listened to the podcast and, uh, hey, I just wanted to say hi. I mean, that's that's really cool for me. I love to ask them questions about, you know, what things do you want to hear in future episodes and and really, you know, get a chance to connect with them and understand where they're coming from. So, yeah, you have, I mean, conferences, don't just go to a conference thinking, hey, I'm just here to see the talks. The talks can be good a lot of times and they're a good place to, to really get some new ideas and things, but really go to conferences to meet people to talk to people um, go to the social events hang out walk up to somebody you know, one of my favorite things to do is I'll walk up to somebody who's kind of standing off to the side by themselves and just say hi hey what my name's Chris what are you what are you doing you know what are you doing here what's uh what drew you to this conference um and kind of try to try to connect with people who are you know a little bit maybe off to the side and and aren't fully connected with people yet but totally agree with you Robert there on the uh the networking side um I'm gonna go give you another one here. Here's another book. This is an oldie but a goodie. I don't know if you've read this one, Robert, but it's a book called "The Tangled Web: A Guide to Securing Modern Web Applications" by Michael Zalewski. And this is this is getting a, it's, it's a little bit old. It's been um, it's, it's a little bit dated, but the thing I love about this book is it really explains. To somebody who, like me, when I first picked it up, who didn't really have a great understanding a number of years ago about how web applications and how the web in general actually works behind the scenes, uh, not only do they cover things like cross-site scripting, SQL injection, and give you some breakdowns, but they start with with laying the foundation of how do web applications work? What is HTML? What is CSS? What is JavaScript? What are all the things? What are the frameworks? What are all the things that fit together? So if you're if you're not an, a developer, if you're coming at, at this web app security thing as someone who doesn't have a development background? I found this as a as a nice foundational resource to help me really gain an appreciation for how the web actually works.
1: Yeah, great resource. Um, actually, that's always on my list whenever I do any kind of web security talks. That's always on my list as well of re- references. Even though, like I said, it's it's getting a little older. Uh, you know, there are some things that are new, but uh, it, it, it's still relevant. I, yeah. I think so.
0: Yeah, Michael. Great Michael Zaluski. If for some crazy reason you're listening to this, please update your book. We'd love to uh, buy more copies. And I used to give this out when I uh, worked in that large technology company. I used to have a stack of these. I would hand out at different events and things because the information was so good. All right, what's your? Uh, I think we're up to. Is this your eighth or your seventh? I don't know. I've lost count. But
1: I lost count. It
0: doesn't really matter. What's, <laughs> what's really your matter. next one you got here?
1: okay well I'm going to do a little bit of a shift here and in terms of thinking about current events uh, I know you mentioned the register is one way to find out some information Um, one way that I do this uh, and it may or may not work for others but what really works for me is to use what's called Google Alerts and there might be some other services that are similar but this is the one I use Google Alerts and so basically you go to this uh, site it's um, essentially a sub site up there uh, or sub Uh, folder of their domain and you set up alerts on keywords. And so I put in, for example, application security, threat modeling, um, uh, data security, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, whatever, any kinds of things that I'm interested in learning about and finding out what's current, what are the current articles out there? What's, uh, what's happening. If somebody's written about it and it's been, uh, cataloged in some way, it's going to come across my, my email and I'll take a look. And, um, I sometimes will set up, you know, once a day or, or a couple of them once a week or something like that and just summarize a bunch of the findings so that I don't have to go out and try to find what's new. It actually comes to me. And so that way I, you know, I have the latest and, and see what's going on. And that's great for just you know, finding out the latest papers, latest uh, information. Now it's not going to catch everything, uh, but it does catch quite a bit. And uh, so I'll know, you know, sometimes sooner than most. Uh, about what's the latest so that uh, I have, you know, at least an idea of what's going on. Uh, so that's one thing I've used.
0: So what's, I guess the, my, my thought on that is, is the noise level, is it real noisy? Like how do you, do you turn it down somehow so that you don't get like thousands of entries a day or what's the, what is the noise level that you kind of uh, are dealing with?
1: It can be. I mean, you, what you have to do is then determine uh, if it's, a, you know, say, for example, artificial intelligence. There's potentially a lot of stuff in that. Um, if there's some area in there that you want to focus more on or if you want to, yeah, if you want to filter, you can go into the alerts setup and, and, and do a little bit of tweaking uh, if you want. Or, again, you can get the email on the side, hey, I don't want this and or you know, I don't want it anymore. I'm, I'm done or something like that, and you can go tweak it as well. So, mileage may vary on that one, but that's one that's been useful for me.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I I use that, um, I guess from a vain perspective. <laughs> I've got my name and I just well, want to I know if, too, if somebody <laughs> publishes something about me or says something about me, I want it to pop up and let me know so that I can potentially defend myself or, or sure. send them a, hey, thanks for mentioning me on uh, whatever that was. So, uh, I'm going to come back to a book for this is the final one I have on my list. Uh, this is a book, but this is a book. Outside the world of security. So this book is by a gentleman by Simon named Simon Sinek. And his this book is called Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. And so I I, I found this concept a cut number of years ago. And I, I read the book and I was like, this this guy is really on to something here. And it's really more of a general book about how do you convince people to to do something that they don't want to do, which is one of the problems that I was dealing with a few years ago in a big technology company, trying to get everybody excited about product security and secure development lifecycle and all these different types of things. And so I learned a lot from this book. And the con in general, the concept is start with why. Every we always start with what. Whenever we go at developers and and we tell them, hey, you need to do threat modeling. Let me and then we we start answering the what. We tell them what threat modeling is. They don't care what threat modeling is until they understand why they need to threat model. So Simon wrote a whole book about this. Great resource. The other recommendation I'll make about books in general here, and this is an example of, listen, read and read outside of our discipline, folks. Don't don't just live in the world of application security and read books that are security focused. You gotta have a broader perspective because there's much more to the world when you're managing a career than just the bits and bytes that happen in the world of security. So extend your reach, read things that are outside of your comfort zone, outside of your core disciplines, and you will really learn some new ideas that you can apply.
1: Yeah, with that in mind, there's uh, another book checklist manifesto uh, that uh, is, is really interesting in, in terms of uh, thinking through that I've heard a few people that have recommended it just recently I heard somebody recommend it again uh, in a, in an application security conference where they said hey you should look at this book and it's something that outside of what we do but it's actually uh, useful and interesting and and so that was one I've, I've um, also been uh, thinking about as well that uh, would be a good recommendation for people
0: yeah that's a uh that is a another. I've heard I've heard that book recommended as well, and uh, and that's another good one. I haven't read it, so now I'm going to definitely go read it because this is multiple times people have recommended it to me. So, Robert, you got anything else on your list, or are you have, have we exhausted all of your recommendations? Like
1: mostly exhausted my recommendations. I mean, I guess in a general recommendation, I have um, is you know I used to follow a lot more on blogs. Uh, I used to have a blog that I, I mean, I still do, but I don't really update it as much. And I find that a lot of people don't update theirs as much either. Uh, what I find more than anything else is that people are updating Twitter. Uh, they go out to Twitter and they, they write there. Now, of course, some accounts are more noise than signal. Uh, so you have to, your mileage may vary on some of those, but uh, I, I find that certain people that I, I do like to follow, um, are, I think, give some good information and it helps me to kind of think about where they are and what's going on. Uh, of course, our friend Jim, uh, Manico, uh, definitely follow, you know, what he's saying because I find that Jim, you know, he's, he's definitely in in, in OWASP for many years, but beyond that, uh, he likes to point at other things that are going on. So, uh, he's been a good resource for me and a few others, but, uh, Twitter is where I, I I guess hang out a lot uh, and, and see what's going on. And basically following different security people that I uh, want to see what they're doing in, in different areas that I'm interested in is um, you know, one of my recommendations generally.
0: Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's another recommendation I totally agree with. Unfortunately, I found nothing to argue with you about on this episode, but I totally agree with the Twitter thing. I'm, I'm, I, I fought Twitter for years because I didn't understand it. And then as soon as I figured it out, I was like, Oh, now this is why everybody does this. So yeah, you definitely have to have a Twitter account. Don't be afraid to message to, to um, you know, to, uh, reach out to people on Twitter. I mean, half of the podcast interviews we do here start as open tweets to somebody saying, Hey, want to be on the podcast to talk about something that you love. And then we end up, we end up booking them as guests and bringing them on. So, um, with that, I think that's enough time today on our recommendations. I will, uh, offer this final recommendation, and that is please check the show notes for this episode because there are lots of different, um, we've got lots of links and lots of things we talked about. We'll have all the links to all these books and websites and everything in the show notes so that you can go ahead and take those and um, be able to uh, kind of find these things and use them. So we hope these recommendations are useful to you. Um, please hit us up on Twitter and let us know what you think or offer your recommendations back to us we'll add your stuff to our list we thank you for listening
1: thanks for listening to the application security podcast if you enjoy the podcast please do us a favor and visit the itunes store and give us a five-star rating our intro music is 8-bit kung fu by born and tj and the outro is southern delight by stefan cartenberg you can find us on twitter at appsec podcast or on the web at www.appsecpodcast.org